All right, all right, all right. Hey, if you've got a Bible, I want you to grab your Bible, open it up to Romans chapter 12. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2 is where we're going to be at. We'll get there in a little bit. We're not going to get there at this very second, okay? But we're, we're going to get to Romans 12. Romans 12, 1 and 2 is, uh, is where you need to go. And uh, as you're turning there, just let me, uh, let me say a couple things just to help us get ready. Um, the audio, we have a lot of people that, uh, that download, listen to audio here, sermons, that sort of thing from Summit. Um, and that usually, if we get it, that usually goes up Sunday afternoons. It is not going to go up today. We're recording this right now, uh, but it's not going to go up today. The reason being because behind the scenes right now, we're updating our website doing a lot of new things to our website, and so all of that will go live by Thursday of this week. If you're friends with us, you follow us on Facebook, you'll see all of it there, but, but don't look for it today. Not going up today. It'll come later this week because we're launching a brand new website with all kinds of new content, help us better communicate, a lot of things there that I think that you guys will enjoy. Um, and another thing I'm really excited about, too, just while we're plugging some new things and as you're getting ready uh, for Romans 12 here in just a moment, um, the 1st of August, about the first week of August, we are releasing a Summit app, and we are really excited about that. For Apple, Android devices, it'll be uh, for phone, iPad, whatever you've got, and I'm telling you what's that, what that thing's going to do, it's just going to be an amazing tool that our church will have to get to communicate with you, basically our church in your pocket all the time. All right, and so I'm just telling you, it's going to be an awesome thing. Download it for free uh, here in a couple of weeks, so just look for that. But Romans 12 is where we're going to be at here in just a moment. We're going to read that, uh, so go ahead, open it up, turn it on. Um, but here we are, before we read that, I want to think through something. Uh, here we are, it's July, I know there's nasty weather coming today, so it's not really effective today. We're supposed to get some nasty weather. Um, but how many people this summer so far you have been to and this is far-reaching, okay? I'm trying to be all-inclusive here. You have been to a beach, a lake, or a pool. How many? How many this summer? Beach, lake, or a pool? Some of you, some of you didn't raise your hand. Let's do it again. How many of you this summer, you've been to beach, a lake, a pool, or you took a bath? This summer, would you just raise your hand? There, I don't want anybody to feel bad. I don't want anybody to feel bad, okay? But you know, one of the things that's a cultural phenomenon that happens, uh, and it starts to happen early in the year, I really start to see a lot of people to, uh, begin to talk about it March, April, is a lot of people know summer is coming. They know they're going to hit the beach. They know they're going to go to the pool. They know they're going to go to the lake. And so a lot of people try to get swimsuit ready. Do you know what I'm saying? Swim, you know what I mean by swimsuit ready? You might have gotten swimsuit ready. Maybe there's some guys here. You got, you got ready to sport the swimming trunks or the Speedo. God forbid the Speedo. All right? No. In Jesus' name, no. All right? But, um, but if you wear a Speedo, that's all right. Jesus still loves you. Um, and so... Uh, but, but, but just getting swimsuit ready, getting ready to rock the trunks. And so, man, you start to work out. You maybe do a little insanity. You do a little P90X. Maybe you try to eat better so that you can rock what you got. You know what I'm saying? So that you can wear the bathing suit. And then for the, for, for the rest of us that don't do anything, but we still know we're going, uh, what, you know what you do, don't you? You just suck it up, right? Just, just suck it up. You suck it up. So up. Been working out. Abs. You know, just, just walking around. But a lot of people do that, don't they? A lot of you took some effort to come today. Some of you didn't take any effort at all, and you should take more next Sunday. I'm just saying. But you just took some effort to get ready this Sunday. Try to pretty up a little bit. Try to get ready a little bit, right? Because here's why. We live in a culture that emphasizes the outside. 
You and I, we live in a world that emphasizes the body, that emphasizes the outside, that emphasizes what you see with your eye. But as we start this new series, what I want to say to us today is that there is more to you than what you see. There is more to me than what you see on the stage. There's more to you than you see. There's more to the person next to you than what you see. Because not only do we have a body, but the Bible says that you and I have a soul. In fact, the Bible would say this. The Bible wouldn't say that we are bodies with souls. The Bible would say that we are souls with a body. Because our soul, your soul, is the truest part of who you are. I mean, I know it's, I know it's early. This is really uh, early on in the sermon. It, it, it's, it's hard to get this heavy this early on. But listen, there's a part of you, actually all of you, we'll talk about that in just a moment. But listen, every person in the room, every person in the world, did you know that nobody really ever dies? Because physically we may die, but the Bible says that after this life is over, our souls will spend eternity in one of two places. Again, early on the sermon, but we just got to be true. The Bible says that our souls will spend eternity in one of two places, heaven or hell. And then this is another entire sermon series here. I don't want to confuse anybody, but then the Bible says that later on, right before Jesus comes back or when Jesus comes back, there's going to be a resurrection of the dead, so even our physical bodies will be resurrected. But here's what you need to know. There's more to you than what you see. There's more to me than what you see. And we do a lot to care for the body, but what are we doing to care for our souls? We, we do a lot to take care for the outside. Maybe we try to eat better. Maybe we work out a little bit. But what do we do to care for the part that nobody sees? Well, today we're starting a brand new series, four weeks long, called Soul Detox. And I'm really, really excited about the potential for this series because I've been praying for this series that God would do a deep work underneath the surface. Because church, I'm telling you, if God does a deep work underneath the surface of my life over the next four weeks, I will be a different person. And if God does a deep work underneath the surface of your life over the next four weeks, then you will be different people. And in four weeks, we could be a different church if we position ourselves so that God can get his hands down deep and dirty into our lives. And so what we want to do this week is we, this week and then as we move into this series, we want to talk about caring for the part of us that nobody sees, your soul. And, and you can think about it this way as we, as we launch into this series. You can think about it this way. Imagine that I invite you over to my house. And, and, and because I, I try to be a good host, you know, you're there for a few minutes. You, maybe you sit down and I look at you and I say, would you like anything to drink? And you, you think about it for a moment and you say, well, you know what? I, I would like something to drink. I say, well, what would you like? And I, I'll, I'll try to get that for you. I'd like a glass of water. And so I go into my kitchen. I think, all right, well, that's... That's pretty easy, a glass of water. Anybody could do that. So I go to my kitchen, and, and I get just, I just go ahead and grab the water, and I just make you a, a glass of water because that's what you want. There's nothing more exciting than that, is there? Look at that. That's action-packed. At least that's what's running through my mind. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, you know what? They said water, but I bet they want more than that. I, I bet they'd like their water spiced up a little bit. So then I go to my cabinets and I take, I don't know, a bottle of ketchup. And so I go over to your water and I just think, you know what? Nothing would make this water better than ketchup. And so I just add all kinds of ketchup to your water. Doesn't that look awesome? 
Anybody? Right? And so I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking, you know what, man? That's still missing something. I don't know what it's missing. And then all of a sudden, it comes to me. I know what they would like. How about some detergent in your water? And so, you know, so I just go, and I just get some detergent, and I just pour that in for you right there. Mix that up. And then I come to you, and I say, here's your water. Would you drink this? The answer is no. Some of you are thinking about it. The answer is no, unless you want to have a very bad day. Some of you are like, I'm really thirsty, bro. You're not this thirsty. All right? No, you're not. Trust me. Right? But you look at it, you say, I just wanted water. Why are you giving me this? And I said, well, I know you wanted water. That's what I originally got for you. But I thought water was really boring. So I kind of put some stuff in there. I put some ketchup in there, and I thought that really wasn't enough. And then I thought, you know what would really top it off and make it go down easy is some good old solid detergent. And so here's your water. Anybody want this? If you will drink this, I will bring you up on stage and let you drink it, and we'll find out how good Summit's insurance really is. Okay? Anybody? Anybody? No takers? No takers? All right. Well, this is here. If you get thirsty during the sermon, you can just walk up and grab that. I'll need to remember not to grab that if I I get thirsty and drink that, because that would be a bad day. Nobody's drinking that, right? Can we all agree? Nobody is, nobody's going to, because you look at that, I mean, look at it. All of a sudden, it has layers. Water should not have layers. This is disgusting. This could crawl up and eat me, all right? I don't know. But nobody's going to drink that because that's so toxic. That's just so, na- I mean, this could hurt you. There are things that you won't eat because of how gross and nasty it is, isn't there? And there's some food that you just consider, maybe other people love it, you just consider it absolutely gross and you wouldn't touch it, right? Is that you? Or maybe there's certain things, every one of us, there are certain things you wouldn't go to, there are certain things you wouldn't do, there are certain things you wouldn't take into into your body because of how bad it could be for you, because of how toxic it might be for you. But here's the reality. Every day, a lot of people take into into their souls things that are far more toxic than that, that have toxic, ruining effects on their spiritual life. We might never drink anything like this physically because it's so toxic, but every day there's a lot of people in this room who take in things far more toxic than that into their souls, and the effect is far more dangerous than drinking that. Maybe we do it because we're so desensitized by life. We've always lived this way, and we've always kind of watched that stuff. We've always kind of laughed at those jokes. We've always kind of talked this way. We've always kind of thought thoughts like that. We're so desensitized we don't even think twice about it. Maybe it's the crowd that you run with. Your friends are pressuring you to do some things that you know you shouldn't do. You go places where you you know you shouldn't go, and you do it, and you know that the effect is that this is going to hurt you if you make this decision. This could be a toxic decision if you make that decision, but a lot of us do it anyway. And then there comes a point where we want to really take our relationship with God seriously. Maybe we want to we get back into our relationship with God, try to take it to another level, and, and it just seems like it goes so far. You know, I describe it to a lot of people this way. It's like you hit a wall and you don't know why. People say to me all the time, Mark, I'm doing all of the right things. How come I don't have the same relationship with Jesus or walk with God that a lot of other people have? What's the problem with me? I want to go to the next level, but it seems like I hit the ceiling. And maybe it's because underneath the surface, there's some toxic things in our lives. And so what we're going to do over the next four weeks in this series is we're going to talk about toxic things that can potentially be underneath the surface in our lives. Next week we'll talk about toxic words. 
the words that we say, not only to other people, but the words that we say to ourselves and the effect that the words and our tongue can have on ourselves and other people. Then the week after that, we'll talk about a really good church word that might be new for a lot of you. It's the word backslidden, backslide, because here's what happens. A lot of people walk away from God unintentionally. How can it not be you. And not only you, what do you do for your friends who maybe at one time were really going strong after God, but it seems like they've quit church and walked away? How can you help those people? We'll talk about that in two weeks. And then the last part of the series, we'll talk about toxic people. But today, we're going to talk about toxic thoughts. Toxic thoughts. So hopefully by this time, you're at Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Let's read Romans 12. If not, it's going to be right there on the screen behind me. Romans 12, 1 and 2, it says this. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Verse 2 is going to be the big verse for the day. Watch this. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your Mind. We're coming back to that all day today. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And so right out of the gate in verse 2, God says, don't be conformed to the world. In other words, God, God starts out with, hey, if you know me, like if you really, really know me, not if you know about me or if you go to church and you've heard a few things, if you really know me, God says, you'll be different. You'll just be different. Just as a natural byproduct of honestly knowing me, God says, then you will be different. And see, when I say be different, what I don't mean, I don't mean, I don't mean some kind of sort of different. I don't mean some kind of different where you're different around one crowd than the way that you act around another crowd. Have you ever met somebody like that? You know, kind of like some kind of chameleon. The word for that is hypocrite. It's one way around one crew and then another way around another group of people. So maybe you're at church and you've already flipped the Jesus switch on. When this is over, you'll flip the Jesus switch off until next Sunday. That's not what he means by be different. He also doesn't mean when he says be different, he doesn't mean some kind of religious, holier-than-thou different. That's exactly the reason a lot of you walked away from church, because you met Christians that thought they were better than everybody, and you said, if that's the way God's people are, I don't want anything to do with church. And listen, that's not what he means. When he says, don't be conformed to this world, when he says, be different, being different the way that God's talking about it is a natural byproduct of knowing him. So so if you really meet Jesus, listen, some stuff's going to change. You're going to be different. I mean, you're not going to be comfortable doing what you used to do, maybe. You're, you're going to want to live in a different way. All of a sudden, don't be conformed to the world. Be different. All of a sudden, it means, you know what? I want to read the Bible. You know what? I want to go to church. You know what? Maybe when I go to church, I'll smile. God might even do something crazy in my life, like I'll start to sing. It's crazy, y'all. Why? Because listen, when you meet Jesus, you will be different. Not perfect, but you will be different. And so he says, don't be conformed to the world. Another way that the Bible talks about this, it uses the phrase this, be holy. Be holy. In other words, just be different. And and I don't know what your church background is. Maybe you've got a similar background to me. I didn't grow up in church, got saved when I was 18. But a lot of Christians, when they hear preachers talk or they read the Bible and it says be different, what they begin to do is they start to think 
through a list of do's and don'ts, and if they're not doing the bad stuff, then that's what it means to be different, right? So when, when you hear a preacher, or if you've got a church background, maybe this is what you did automatically. When the Bible says don't be conformed to this world, or when the preacher talks about being different, you instantly have this checklist of stuff. You want to make sure you're not doing it, and if you're not doing it, you're good. So like when I first got saved in the crew that I run with a little bit, I, I, I was influenced to think about it this way. Here's what you don't do. If you really want to be different, you don't do this. You don't drink, you don't do drugs, you don't cuss, and you don't have sex outside of marriage. That's what he means. So maybe you just now did that. Maybe when it said be different, you just now went through your checklist. And so you were thinking this. You know what? I, I'm, not, I'm not doing drugs, man. I haven't snorted anything since that pixie stick in fifth grade, and that was nasty. Um, I'm definitely not drinking anything because all they've got around here is ketchup detergent water. Um, there's absolutely no way I'm having sex outside of marriage. Nobody even will give me a number. And then number the last one, I'm definitely not uh, cursing. Jesus, I love you. I'm awesome. That's what a lot of people do. I've got this list of stuff that I'm not doing. I'm not doing it. Therefore, Jesus, this is what it means to be a Christian, right? This is what it means to love you. This is what it means to be different, right? Stuff I'm not doing. And God says, no, not exactly. Now listen, are there things you should not be doing? Absolutely. But God wants to go underneath the surface. And so God says this, don't be conformed to this world. Watch what he says here. But be transformed, here it is, by the renewing of your mind. God says, hey, be different. You want to be different? Change the way that you think. You want to be transformed? You want to have a close walk with Jesus? Think differently. Did you know that God cares a lot about what you think about? God is really interested about the stuff that runs through your head every day, about the stuff that runs through my mind every day. There's a lot of places in the Bible where God tells us to think differently than we're, than we're used to thinking. Let me just give you some examples. Philippians chapter 4, it says this. Watch Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. It comes up here. Philippians chapter 4, here we go. Let's do 2 Corinthians 10, 5. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. Watch this last part. Take every thought captive. Can we all say that together? Take every thought captive to obey Christ. Is there another one? I don't think, I don't know if there's another one. There should have been Philippians 4, but if not, it's there it is. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever's commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. God cares a lot about what you think about. And our thoughts can make or break us spiritually. Have you ever known someone that made a decision that absolutely ruined their life? You ever known anybody that's done that? Maybe made a decision that absolutely tore their family apart, made a decision and they walked away from everything God wanted for their lives and you, you're just seeing it and you're like, oh my goodness, what a train wreck this is becoming. Can I tell you, every single time you've seen that, all of that started with a thought. Long before there was action to it, there was the thought, I should do that. I should send that text message. I should stay late and spend time with that coworker, even though my wife won't, won't, won't want me to do that. You know what? I should go there. I should look at that. It all started with a thought. In fact, there's at least five categories of toxic thoughts that most people deal with. In fact, all of us in the room, you might find yourself dealing with one or all, many of these at the same time. But I want to run through real quick five categories of toxic thinking that you might find evident in your life. The first one, anxious thoughts. Anxious thoughts. 
thoughts that are, that are marked with, with fear, with worry, with anxiety. And so maybe this is the way, what a lot of the internal dialogue in your head goes. Maybe this is what a lot of the thoughts in your head go like this. What if it never works out? What if I never get the right job? What if I never get a job? What if I'm stuck in this job and I never get that promotion? What if I'm single the rest of my life? What if my spouse is always like this? What if I never have kids? What if my kids are always this way? Can I live with that? Have you ever felt some kind of pain like internally, maybe something inside like stomach or back, and then you go to the internet to see what you got? You ever done that? You feel a pain and you think this, I'll go to Google, and I'll Google what that pain is. And have you ever noticed that when you feel something and you go to the internet to try to figure out what you got, what comes up is the worst disease imaginable? Have you noticed this? Right? I have a feeling in my big toe. You go to the internet and your leg is rotting off. And then you begin to walk around saying this, I'm losing my leg. Oh, gosh. Oh, or you think this, I'm going to die. I'm going to, it's over. I'm going to die. Oh, my goodness. Just worry, fear, anxiety, and it's all toxic. All toxic. Another category of, of toxic thinking, critical thoughts. Critical thoughts. Critical thoughts are where you say things to people in your head that you'd never say to them in person. Don't act like I'm the only one, y'all. Okay, don't, no, I ain't standing, I ain't, I ain't in this sermon alone now. Come on, right? It's stuff that you'd never say to them, but in your head, man, you're one tough mama. You know what I'm saying? Like in your head, you're driving around. I can't believe she said that to me. Who does she think she is? I'd give her a piece of my mind. I'd like to see her in a back alley. Boom! Bring it! Right? But outside, you're like, hello, Harry, you just love you. Been praying for you all week, sister. Right? Critical thoughts inside, running people over. This is where gossip starts. You should come back next week. We're going to talk about toxic words. Gossip flows from this. Thoughts that are driven with anger, bitterness, judgmental thoughts, critical thoughts. Everybody thinks this way, and look at how it's working for all of us. Toxic. Here's another one, impure thoughts. Impure thoughts. Say, what's that? Sexual fantasies about someone who is not your spouse. Sexual thoughts, fantasies about someone that you are not married to. Going to the internet specifically to look at pornography. This thought, you know what, I'm going to send this text message. I'm going to see if she'll respond. I'm going to see if he'll respond. You know what, I'm going to get on Facebook, see if I can find that old boyfriend or girlfriend. And listen, can I just be honest with you as a pastor? Talking to somebody about this this morning. I counsel women on this issue just as much now as I do men. This is not a men issue only. This is a women and men issue. So guys, listen to me. I don't care. I don't care if you're, if you're addicted to internet pornography and women, listen to me. I don't care if you've read 50 Shades of Grey 20 times because it's good literature. Nervous laughter, right? In my day, we called that porn. That's what we called it. Right? Just say it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because listen, what it does is it creeps in and it's toxic for our souls. And we live in a culture where you can't escape it. Have you noticed it? It's on every magazine. Sexual technique, sexual tips, field and stream. It's on front page. Right? It's everywhere. You can't go to the mall and not escape it. Victoria's Secret. I don't know what Victoria's Secret is. They're all naked. Like, they are all naked, Victoria. You don't have any secrets. 
It's on everything you do, bro. Right? I go to a mall, and if I, I honestly, 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 this is just me because, man, I cannot let this stuff get in my head. I can't let it get in my head. If we're at home and a, and a Victoria's Secret commercial comes on or something commercial like it, my wife does this impulsively now. She'll go, don't look! Because she knows. She knows. If we're at a mall and I know where Victoria's Secret is when we're passing it, I'll look the other way. I usually pick somebody and stare at them. Sup, sup, just not trying to look at naked women, bro. That's all I'm trying to do, right? Hey, listen, listen, some of you are laughing, thinking, man, I can't believe he's that, I can't believe it's that way for him. You know what's really sad? What's really sad is that a lot, somebody just laughed and you're struggling the same way, you haven't made a plan to deal with it yet. Toxic. Here's another one, here's another one. So anxious thoughts, critical thoughts, there's impure thoughts. Here's one, negative thoughts. Negative thinking is toxic for our souls. It could go from big to small. So it might be really big in your life. God's never going to work this out. God doesn't care about us. God works things out for other people. He never works it out for our family. It can be really big or it can just be constant negativity in your mind about everything the moment you wake up. Oh, we never have food in this house. Oh, I hate not having any money. Oh, my goodness, the car's always broke down. Oh, I hate this drive to work. Oh, I hate sitting in this cubicle. Oh, on and on and on. Negative. Last one, discontentment. Discontent thinking is toxic thinking. Here's what that means. Say, what's discontentment? Here's what that means. The grass is always greener on the other side, just not in your life. It sounds like this. My life would be better if I had that house. My life would be better if I drove that car. My life would be better if I had a spouse like that. Oh man, if I could only get that promotion. Oh man, if I could only make that kind of money. Oh man, if I could only do this. And what it's really saying is, you know what, God? I hear true. I hear some rumors. You're good. But from my vantage point, you don't look that good. But you'd be really good over there, but I don't think you can get me there. Toxic thinking. You say, Mark, everybody thinks this way. I know. Don't be conformed to the what? world. You be different in how you think. Be different in what runs through your head. Why? Because God cares and the effects that it has on our soul. Over time, anxious thoughts, as normal as it seems to be in the world we live in, over time, chips away at your faith. Over time, impure thoughts chip away at your faith. Over time, critical thoughts, bitter thoughts, angry thoughts. Over time, discontentment thoughts chip away at your faith. And so every day you and I have a choice. And the choice is, are we either going to live with, with toxic thinking and continue to go look good on the outside? Everything looks good on the outside, but there's trash inside. And it's running through my head. And maybe it's the reason you're hitting the ceiling spiritually. Maybe it's the thing that's holding you back. Or maybe God's just put his finger on it for the very first time. That's you. Do you realize what it's doing? You can choose to live with toxic thinking that over time chips away at your faith. Or you can make the choice by the Spirit of God who lives in every believer to do exactly what 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 5 says, we read it a minute ago, to take every thought captive. I can make the choice to live with toxic thoughts that ruin my soul, or I can take every thought captive. 
He says, don't be conformed to the world. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So that's the key. So the question is, how can you renew your mind? How can you take captive those lustful thoughts? How can you take captive those anxious thoughts? How can you take captive those discontent thoughts? I'm going to tell you how, and here's what I want you to think. Somebody walks up to you today and says, what was the sermon about at Summit? Here's what you can tell them. The way that you can renew your mind, the way that you can take captive those thoughts, here's what I want you to think, and it sums up the entire day. Take out the trash. That's what I want you to do. I want you to think, take out the trash. In fact, look at the person next to you and say, you're trashy. <laughs> I just want to see if you do it. I just want to see if you do it. But no kidding, look at the person next to you and say, take out the trash. Take out the trash. How do you take out the trash? Luckily for you, I Googled how to take out the trash this week. I really did. And when you Google take out the trash, here's what you'll find. You'll find there's three steps to taking out the trash. The first thing that it tells you to do it tells you to grab the trash. And so it just so happens that I have some trash here. So you walk up to the trash and you grab the trash. And what you do is you just grab it. You just grab the trash. And then after you grab the trash, you know what you do? You throw it out. And then after you throw it out, you replace it with a clean bag. And that is exactly how you renew your mind. That is exactly how you can be transformed. That's exactly how we can go to the next level in our relationship with Jesus. Taking out the trash, taking out the trash. What's that mean? When those toxic thoughts enter your mind, you do three things. You grab that thought, you throw out that thought, you replace that thought with truth that God has said from the Bible. You grab it, you throw it out, you replace it. You might want to write that down in your Bible somewhere so you can have it. You grab it, you throw it out, you replace it. You grab it, you throw it out, you replace it. You grab it, you throw it out, you replace it. As soon as that toxic thought enters your mind, you grab that thought. So let's just say the toxic thought of anxiety, fear, comes into your life and you think this. Maybe you're about to go to school, back start this year. You're about to go to work. Some opportunity comes up. Something happens. I don't know what it is, but the thought comes into your head. If I do that, they won't like me. What if they don't like me? What if they reject me? What if they say something about me? What if what if they don't like me when I do that? That is toxic thinking. I have been held back so many times from what God wanted me to do because the thought entered my mind, what if they don't like me? I bought it and I didn't do what God wanted me to do. I bet a lot of you can share that story. And so when that toxic thought comes into your mind, instead of just letting it run its course and have a field day in your heart, what you do is you grab that thought. You grab that thought. You say, no, I'm not thinking that. I will not let that fear dominate my life anymore. And you can say it internally. You can say it out loud. I'm not thinking that. I will not think that thought. What are you doing? You're throwing it out. You've grabbed it. You've stopped it right where it is. And right now, you're throwing it out. And what are you going to do? You're going to replace that thought with truth from God's Word. So you can say something like this to yourself. You know what? They might not like me, but God says if He is for me, then who can be against me? And then all of a sudden you can experience the freedom of not being like the world and being transformed. Why? Because your mind is changing. You begin to think thoughts like God thinks. You're tempted to get on the internet and look at pornography. You're tempted to send that text message that begins that adulterous relationship. It's just a thought. 
My wife doesn't respect me like she used to. My husband doesn't, uh, doesn't pay attention to me like he used to. And you're tempted to do it. You're tempted to go there. There's this thought in your mind, and it is a toxic thought. What do you do? You grab that thought. You grab that thought, and you say, no, I am not going to do that because I have been here before. It might feel good for a season, but eventually there's guilt and eventually there's shame. I am not going to give in to that. So instead of giving in to that toxic thought of getting on the computer and looking at those images, you pull out something like Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5 when he says, the pure in heart shall see God. And you can say, you know what? I would rather see God than see that image. Jesus, I would rather have you than anything this world has, especially the toxic thought of pornography and impurity that wants to pull me down out of my relationship with you. The toxic thought enters your head. You see that person at Walmart that said that to you, did that to you, did that thing to your kids. And when you see them, you get angry. Oh, you get angry. You'd love to take them to the lawn and garden and introduce them to a weed whacker upside their head. Is that just me? Is it just, never mind, sorry, I'll move on. Um, and what you do in that, instead of letting anger destroy your heart, instead of letting bitterness run the day, instead of letting resentment and judgment just ruin your soul, what you do, you grab that thought, say, no, I'm not going to think that. And you know what? You can bring to your mind that Jesus said, pray for your enemies. And you know what you can begin to do at Walmart? Pray for that person. Pray for that. God, you know what? You know what, you, you know what they did. You know what they said. God, I pray for them. God, one day you're going to get the last word. You're going to make it right, God. It ticks me off. But God, number one, I'm glad you know things way more than I know. And number two, God, I pray for them. I pray for their family. I pray they'd know you. I pray blessings in their life. You say, who does that? I'll tell you who does that. Christ at work in you can cause you to do that. Why? Because he says, don't be like the world. Nobody thinks this way. The world is not our standard, Summit. The world is not our standard. Our standard was a perfect man who left heaven 2,000 years ago and came and took your place and took every toxic thought that I would ever think and you would ever think on the cross, and he rose from the grave three days later. So I don't have to be captive to the toxic thinking that wants to run a field day in my head and in my soul and destroy my relationship with Jesus. I can be changed in the area of my thinking. You can be changed in the way you think by taking every thought captive, grabbing it, throwing it out, and replacing it with God's truth. You say, Mark, I don't know the Bible that well. Well, listen, today is a new day. Today is a new day. In fact, what you can do, it's already up on Facebook at my page and on Summit's page. There's a 31-day devotional called Soul Detox. We'll link to it later on today, but it's up from a few days ago right now on Facebook. You can go there and start that today. And I'm telling you, the effect of 31 days in God's Word will begin to pressure wash every trash, filth, toxic thought out of your soul and watch God begin to change the way you think. Listen to me. What I'm talking about today is hard. It's war, but the Christian life is hard. The Christian life is war. And over time, as we begin to think God's thoughts the way that God thinks, over time, it becomes easier. It's hard, but it's worth it. And here's what I know. Here's what I know as we close. Everybody looks good today. Nobody looks trashy on the outside. But underneath all this right now, there's trash in my life. My life. 
these thoughts, these categories. I struggle with this stuff. I'm not yelling at you. I'm in this with you. I look good on the outside maybe, but there's trash underneath. And I wonder if that's true about anybody else. Everything looks good. But underneath, maybe today for the very first time, you say, you know what? Maybe I'm, not a, maybe I'm not doing the big stuff. Maybe I'm not doing the big bad stuff. But man, there's some stuff going on underneath that if it continues, it's going to ruin my soul. So Summit, let's pray. Jesus, I thank you that you know what's underneath the surface of every life in this room. I thank you that we can try to cover it up and we might look at outward behavior and think, you know what, I'm not doing that so I'm in a good place. I'm not as bad as this person who I see doing this and who I see making this decision. God, I think that today we need to step back and be honest and say, you know what? There's some trash underneath that needs to be taken out. God, for the person who's here and they've got a relationship with you and you've convicted them today about about some thought patterns in their life that need to change, give them the faith and the courage to begin to take out the trash and to renew their mind. God, for the person who's here today doesn't have a relationship with you, show them nothing is possible without Jesus Christ. No change is possible without Him in their life. With every head bowed and with every eye closed, I want to ask you a question today and I want us to Hopefully, we can have the freedom to be as honest as we possibly can. Here, the lights are down. Nobody's looking. So I just want us to be really honest. And I just want to ask you, today has God spoken to you, and would you be honest enough just by raising your hand to say, you know what, Mark? I struggle with some toxic thinking. I need, to, I need prayer. If that's you, would you raise your hand? Mark, I struggle with toxic thinking. Help me. I just, I just need prayer. God, help me. Hands up all over the room. All over the room. Hands just went up. And here's what I want to invite you to do. Here's what I want to invite you to do. Because Summit, it's time to get serious about this. We're not playing games in this series. We're going underneath. And we're going at stuff that's holding us back. So let's just go at it. Let's just go all in. Jesus went all in for us. Let's just go all in. So if you just raised your hand or you didn't, I want to challenge you to do something. I'll give you two options for it. I want to challenge you. You just raised your hand and you didn't, but you know God's speaking to you. You say, man, this is an issue for me. The way that I think needs to change. God, help me. God, help me in that area. Renew my mind. If that's you, if you raised your hand, I want you to come up front and just kneel right here up front and pray and ask God to help you in that area that you struggle with. Or if you don't want to come up front, I want you to get up and make your way to the back and talk to somebody. Because there's people right now just like you, probably in the same fight as you, and they want to just encourage you, not judge you or anything, but they just want to encourage you and help you to fight the fight. So if that's you, if you just raised your hand, I want to challenge you. Come up front right now and pray. Just come up for God help me to change here. Or get up and go to the back. But do it right now. Make your move. Right now, make your move. People are moving right now. Just do whatever God's leading you to do. You want to go to the back and talk to somebody? You go. You want to come up front and pray? You do it. Just go right now. Let's get serious. Let's get serious about what's going on in our souls today. People are coming, man. People are coming. People are going. If you need to do it, you do it. Let's take some time out. Let's take some time out. You might, you, listen, you might be thinking in your seat, hey, you know what, now's a good time. We can go get in the car and leave. There's no traffic. Don't, don't do that just yet. Don't do that yet. 
Let's take a moment. God might, might want to say something to you. It's full up here. If anybody else wants to come, you come. Anybody wants to go to the back, you go. But I want to ask you another question while everybody's praying. Well, I believe God is speaking to a lot of people right there in your seat. I want to ask you something. You know, I said at the beginning that we're not just a body, we're a soul. And that when we die, we'll spend eternity in one of two places, heaven or hell. And and you know what? You know what that comes down to? It doesn't come down to are you a good person? Are you a nice person? It doesn't come down to did you go to church? It doesn't come down to was your, was your grandpa a deacon? Did your mom teach Sunday school? Did you know somebody that sang in a church? It doesn't come down to that. What it comes down to is did you have an honest, actual relationship with Jesus? Has he, has he entered into your life? Has there been this moment where your life and the grace of God had a head-on collision and the grace of God just, just overwhelmed you? Has that happened for you? If you died right now, what would happen to you? You say, I don't know. God wants you to know that you know him. You say, Mark, I don't think I'm a Christian. Listen, right now is your time. I believe there's somebody here in the room. Maybe it's you today. You're here. You don't know, what, you don't know if you've got a relationship with Jesus. Or maybe you're here and you know you're not saved. If you want to begin a relationship with Jesus, know that you can go to heaven after you die and know that right now His Spirit will come to live in you and He can change you and bring you to a place you never thought was possible in your life. Right there where you sit, I'm going to ask you to pray a prayer silently. This is between you and God, but the Bible says in Romans 10 that if we confess with our mouth Jesus is Lord, believe in our heart God raised Him from the dead, we'll be saved. If you want to be saved and start a relationship with Jesus right now, Pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, you silently talking to God. Dear Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sin. Come into my life and save me. Make me new. Help help me to live for you starting today to the best that I can. Thank you for dying for me and coming back from the dead for me. Listen, nobody looking around, but I just want to ask, did you just pray that prayer? And if you just prayed that prayer, I'm going to simply count to three. And as soon as I say three, if you just prayed to receive Jesus today and to start a relationship with him, as soon as I say three, you raise your hand, shoot it high into the air. One, two, three, that's you, raise your hand. If that's you and you want to begin a relationship with Jesus Christ, you raise your hand right now. And if that's you, here's what I want you to do. I want you to get up out of your seat and make your way to the back because there's people right now who want to talk to you, want to put a free Bible and book in your hand. You make the move and take the step that God's leading you to take. Let's pray with everybody where we're at. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, I think that you want to do a work underneath the surface. And Jesus, we just come as a church, and every one of us, all of us, we say, we don't have it together. We, we might look good, but God, there's some stuff underneath the surface. It's got to be dealt with. It's got to be dealt with. God, help us. God, I pray for every person that went to the back and came up front. God, stayed in their seat, but no, God, you put your finger on some big stuff in their lives today. Change the way that we think. Help us to start taking out the trash and replacing toxic thoughts that have just been eaten away for so long, replacing it with your truth. Jesus, we want to be people 
that you can use. We want to have a close walk with you. And it starts and it happens day by day with renewing our mind. Jesus, we submit to you the way that we think changes. We ask for your help because we all need it. And Jesus, we thank you that you're willing and able to help. Jesus, we love you. Amen. Hey, church, let's thank God today for everything that he did. I'm telling you what, listen, listen. I believe here, you guys just keep playing that for a second if you can. I believe that God wants to do a deep work underneath the surface today. And so before we let you go, we're letting you go here in just a moment. I want you to do something for me. Why don't you take your connection card and write on there any way we can pray for you this week, any way we can serve you this week. Anything God spoke to you this week, we would love to know. Baptism Sunday is coming up. And if you need to take that step, check it on the back of your card. Whatever God's telling you to do, let's do it. Let's, let's position ourselves to let God do a great deep work underneath the surface. Man, I am in on it. Man, I'm so fired up about what God, I think, wants to do in our lives here. And I hope you are too. So come back next week. It's going to be a big time. Hey, hey, thank you guys so much for being here. Don't forget, you can turn in your connection cards to our guest service volunteers. They're all over this auditorium. First-time guests, why don't you stop at the first-time guest table out there to your right and if you got a chance to visit the storm table before you leave. Hey, let's all stand up. Let's all stand up. Man, awesome to see you guys. Hey, you guys, I'm going to dismiss you. I'm going to dismiss you. But before I let you go, as the band plays on your way out, look at somebody and say, man, awesome seeing you today. See you next week. You're dismissed. You're dismissed.